Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you like conflict? I mean, think about how much conflict we've been through in this country lately. A lot, right? There's conflict over the election, conflict over the weather, conflict over, you name it, there's conflict over things. People will argue about anything, and with the anonymity that comes with being on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and other places, it's kind of easy to hide. Now, it's not impossible to find out who somebody is, but it's kind of easy to hide, and you can be somebody in your basement that you wouldn't be in public. Well, we're losing quickly the ability to have good conflict. Yeah, I said that. There is good to be had in conflict. As a matter of fact, it's bad to never be in conflict. Now, you may think to yourself, well, how could that be bad to never be in conflict? If you don't come up against somebody else's personal space or their business space or their whatever space, if you're never in conflict, it means you're kind of small. You have no influence on anybody else. You're going to come into conflict. So how you handle that is what I want to talk about today. So we're going to talk about it in a business sense. We'll talk about it in a personal sense and so on. But recently I was reading a book by Stephen K. Scott called The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. And it's a really good book about the wisdom of Solomon. And in it, he writes a note from his friend Gary Smalley called Gary Smalley's Rules of Engagement. Now, Gary Smalley is a counselor. He's written tons of books and you can find him on the internet. But it's it's absolutely um, wonderful rules of rules of engagement. So let's think about this. What are the do's and the don'ts of constructive conflict? Well, here we go. First of all, don't bury the problem or the pain it's causing you. You can't get into conflict with everybody, but when there's true conflict, when there's a difficulty that you have with another person or another business, you need to take it by the horns and take care of it. For instance, there have been times that my wife and I have disagreed about something. So the best thing for us to do is bury it and just be angry, right? Just hold that inside and let it fester until it blows up and I'm jumping up and down in the dining room. This has actually happened, okay? And here's the problem with that. I wound up jumping up and down in the family room instead of dealing with the conflict earlier when it was easier. So don't bury the problems that are going on. Let's say that you have a conflict with somebody at work. Well, the problem that you have if you if uh, you bury something at work is that it's going to affect your work. It's going to affect your output. It's going to affect your relationship with people nearby. You need to make sure that conflict is handled well. So don't bury it. Second, don't let a confrontation degenerate into an attack on the other person's character. Now, we see this all the time on Facebook that, well, because you disagree with me, you're an idiot. Well, no, if you disagree with me, I may think you're wrong, but it doesn't make you an idiot. You see that played out a lot in the political conflict today. Well, the other side is an idiot. Well, they don't think so. And I don't think so either. And I'm going to tell you, I don't agree with the other side, but that doesn't mean they're idiots. They usually have a pretty good reason for thinking the way that they do. 
Now, my wife posted something here recently on Facebook, and a friend of mine that I've known for 45 years came back and just lambasted her for her opinion and basically said, oh, you're wrong, and how could you ever think such a thing, and I'm going to unfriend you, and did. So who profited from that? Neither side learned what the other side really thought, and there was a friendship lost over it. Isn't that kind of stupid? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't let confrontation degenerate into attacks on someone else's character. You don't know what their true character, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe somebody that cuts you off in traffic isn't an idiot. Maybe they're just in a hurry, or maybe they didn't notice you. So don't let confrontation degenerate into that kind of attack. The third one is don't use inflammatory remarks, sarcasm, or name-calling. Now, I'm going to tell you it's hard for me to not use sarcasm because I'm an expert. (laughs) So whenever you use anything like that in an argument, it changes the focus of the argument. If you're sarcastic with somebody, now they're angry with you because you're sarcastic, not because you have a point, not because you need to discuss something with them that you're in conflict about. But now you've called them a name or you've been sarcastic with them. Another thing is don't generalize or exaggerate. Saying something like, oh, you never or you always, never a good idea. Whether it's in business or in your personal life, it's never a good idea. And the reason for that is never is never right. It's rarely, maybe, or it's on occasion, but it's not always or never. So don't generalize and don't exaggerate, okay? Another idea here that comes from Gary Smalley's Rules of Conflict, don't enter a conflict with condescension or the attitude of a know-it-all. Oh, I I have a hard time with people like that. I recently came through a job that I had with a client, and they asked me, why do these folks in this particular place have a problem with that? And I said, because they already know everything. And he said, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, whenever I would try to instruct them, which is conf- conflicts with the way they think, they already knew that. Well, if you already know it, why aren't you doing it? Well, the reason is they didn't already know it, but they didn't want to look stupid. I wasn't trying to make anybody look stupid. I was trying to say, hey, this is wrong and this is the way to do it. Well, I already knew that. Okay, then do it. Another one, don't let the conflict broaden to other issues. Now, this happens in marriages a lot, where one side or the other will dredge something up that happened 15 years ago on a Tuesday. I forgot all about it, or my wife forgot all about it, but I've got it packed in my mind. Now, let me tell you what this is indicative of. This is indicative of somebody that has spent a long time harboring things. When you hold something in, when you hold a grudge, the only person doing any labor at all, holding anything is you. That's the only person. I've got people right now that have no idea they harmed me years ago. Well, I don't really have any idea they harmed me years ago either because I let go of it a long time ago. It's like, whatever. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. It's just if you hold on to a grudge, you're taking something and holding on to something that the other person probably doesn't even know they did. And when somebody doesn't know they've done something, The person that's wrong about it is the one that hasn't gone to them and gone, I need to talk to you about something, and tried to resolve it at that point. So don't let the conflict broaden to other issues. Stick to the point. Never use ultimatums or threats. Oh, I hate those. 
Well, if you don't do this, then I'll do that. Now, I had a rule when I was running a radio station that if you threatened to quit, I accepted your resignation. I think it's a wise rule. And it cost me a couple of times, too, because they were good people. Well, if you don't do this, I'm going to quit. And I'm like, well, I accept your resignation. What? Yeah, I accept your resignation. You just said, if I don't do what you want me to do, you're going to quit. So I figure you're going to quit because I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And here's why. Don't ever give somebody an ultimatum. It's foolish. First of all, you usually don't have the standing to give that person an ultimatum. And if you think you do, you're about to find out that you don't. Finally, don't use disrespectful body language or demeaning nonverbal communication like rolling your eyes or going duh or something like that. That's, oh, I can't tell you how demeaning that is. I've had it happen to me. Not lately, because I'm older. You know, people don't do that a lot to older people, although, you know, I'll get it an occasional way to go, boomer. But the fact of the matter is, typically, uh, I don't get that much anymore, but I did when I was younger. I'd get those duh moments. Now, sometimes I say that to myself, and you know, honestly, you probably shouldn't have that kind of conflict internally either. In other words, don't hold that in. Have that conversation with yourself. I know that may sound a little odd, but it's a good idea. A couple of more things that I want to mention. I said finally a minute ago, but I, I want to mention them. Here's another one. Don't interrupt. Let them say what they're going to say. As a matter of fact, uh, my wife will tell you that when I'm really angry about something, I'll be completely quiet and I'll listen. And the reason that I, now if I'm frustrated, it's a different note. Because usually I'm frustrated with myself. But if I'm angry about something, I'll be very, very quiet. She said, when you get quiet, I know that the bomb's about to go off. And usually the bomb isn't anything bad. It's just, I'm not happy and we're going to get this fixed. So I remember one time I uh, had to fire somebody and they came in with an attitude toward me. Well, you can't fire me. Hey, guess what? I can but I didn't say that. That would be sarcastic, and I wouldn't have said that. But there's a tape ex that exists of the firing, and I listened to it one time after it happened. And I could barely hear myself speak. I had a microphone on, and I could barely hear myself speak. That's how angry I was. It's not a good idea to get that angry, but it is a good idea to not interrupt the other person. Be patient with them. Control your tongue. Listen, somebody's got to be in control of the conversation. Well, the only part of the conversation you can absolutely be in control of is your side of the conversation. So don't interrupt and don't raise your voice. Now, I've been known to raise my voice. As a matter of fact, one time I was uh, working with a, a company and they called me and they said, they ha we have a complaint that when you raise your voice, it changes the mood in the room. I'm like, well, that's kind of what I mean for it to do because typically when I raise my voice, it's because people aren't paying attention. They're, they're not listening or they're making up their own minds about things when I have something that I want to say as a leader. So I don't yell at people, but I will raise my voice and get a little sterner. And a lot of people don't like that, especially in Christian, uh, Christian circles. I mean, you've got to be nice all the time, right? Finally, never walk away or withdraw or don't hang up the conversation. Don't hang up the phone in the middle of a conversation. That's kind of bad too. When you're in the middle of a conflict conversation and your cell phone drops out, I <laughs> I, that's happened to me and my wife when we've been in the middle of a conversation that's not comfortable and the cell phone drops out. 
Those are some things to not do when you have conflict. You should be having conflict. These are Gary Smalley's rules of engagement. I think they're really good. Let me tell them to you again. And then next week, we're going to do the do's. Okay, so first of all, don't. Don't bury the problem or the pain it's causing you. Don't let confrontation degenerate into an attack on the other person's character. Don't use inflammatory remarks, sarcasm, or name-calling. Don't generalize or exaggerate. Don't enter into a conflict with condescension or the attitude of a know-it-all. Don't let the conflict broaden to other issues. Never use ultimatums or threats. Don't be disrespectful in body language or nonverbal communication. Don't interrupt and don't raise your voice. And finally, never walk away, withdraw, or hang up the phone. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the conflict dues. Those are very important, too. And it's very important that you learn how to have good, healthy conflict and resolve it so that you can grow. I really appreciate you listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast, share the podcast, or tell a friend about it. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. You can always call me with a question at 614-382-2582. Or send me an email at terry at quizthatis.com. I'll be back next week with the conflict do's on Quiz That Is. The Quiz That Is podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthatis.com, or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz That Is. Quiz That Is.